You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Nick Fairby, right for Pittsburgh Sports Now, work at WPTS Radio Station, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network, and we have a pretty big episode coming up today. Some potential transfers in the transfer portal for Pitt to go after Chilba Purdy, Kanata Mumfield. We'll talk about the likelihood they maybe get those guys back, and as National Signing Day approaches, who Pitt could actually be in on and who they could potentially draw for the recruiting class on the transfer portal as well. And we'll continue our discussion of Pitt men's basketball. Where can they go from here as they head to St. John's up in in Madison Square Garden this Saturday? All of it's coming up on Locked on Pitt. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. As always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. And folks, I do want to talk a lot about the transfer portal today. I want to talk about recruiting because we haven't talked a ton about that kind of in here. We've kind of talked about the implications of it, but we talk more about the football team itself. Now, I, I do want to look, you know, we got to start looking because it is such a transitory period about what Pitt would need in the transfer portal, who they're targeting, and potentially what they can do with the portal. And, and I do want to talk about kind of the two targets they already have first, and then I, I do want to get into maybe who they should look at, uh, who else, could they, or where else they could add, and, and what overall I, I think Pitt needs uh, out of this portal cycle, out of this recruiting cycle and more importantly, with National Signing Day coming up, the early National Signing Day coming up uh, on Wednesday, uh, what what they can potentially get uh, out of this haul. So you look at the two transfers that they have clearly linked been linked to, and it is Florida State transfer quarterback Chubba Purdy, and it is wide receiver transfer from Akron, Kanata Mumfield. So these are two guys that obviously would refurbish the Offense would help the offense keep its flair, regardless of who the offensive coordinator is next year. Again, that's still a question that we are still unsure of. We really haven't heard anything about it. I mean, you know, I threw out some names a week ago about who it could be, but there has been almost no buzz about who it actually will be, whether it's Brennan Marion, whether it's Tim Salem, whether it ends up being someone from outside the program. We really have no idea who the next offense coordinator is going to be. We really don't know what style that. Dudes wants to take this offense in. Now, I can give you a few different hints. I'm going to guess because he wants Mumfield coming that they're going to maintain at least a stylistically passing heavy offense, but Purdy is a dual threat guy. And so the fact that they didn't go out and say, go after a guy like Keaton Slovis, because that's not happening, folks. I have that on pretty good word. Keaton Slovis is not coming to Pitt, and I know the obvious connection there with Kate McKay's girlfriend being on the Pitt women's soccer team and everything, even though she's a senior, and I don't know if she's going to come back and use the COVID year and what else, but he's not going to come to Pitt. I would be pretty surprised if it actually ends up happening. Um, It it just doesn't seem like something that is going to work. I think, you know, overall, Pitt has their quarterback. And and they like, by what I mean, I think they know who they want. And I think who they want 
is Chubba Purdy. I think that he's a guy that they scouted out of high school. They really liked him. They pushed for him hard. Mark Whipple loved him. They, they obviously sent Whipple on an in-home visit with him. They hosted Purdy right after that shortly this weekend. Showed him everything they could. They showed him picket at the Heisman ceremony. His whole family came. Everything is at least coalescing into this is who Pitt wants as their quarterback prospect for this year. They don't have a freshman coming in. They didn't have one in 2020. Purdy would fit the 2020 hole. And he also, I think, fits kind of what they want in their quarterback. And you look at Patty and, and Bevel, and those two guys fit kind of the same mold as Purdy. They're, they're mobile. They have good arm talent. They are guys that overall can be rhythm passers, but they can also make things happen out of structure. And again, they can make things happen with their legs. So when you look at that, I think you're looking at a offense that regardless of how it ends up working out, probably caters its strengths to a more mobile quarterback. So not someone like Joey Yellen, for example, who I would expect to end up transferring out um, probably this year. Nate Yarnell, um, we'll kind of see how he ends up playing. Uh, he's a very intriguing piece, and I think Pitt's very high on Nate Yarnell um, from from what I've heard and from everything that you know I've seen as well. Uh, they, they are very high on him, although he suffered a foot injury and didn't get to practice uh, after the Georgia Tech game. So he also is a little bit behind the eight ball in terms of that. Um, but this is a Pitt team that clearly wants to add a quarterback, and I think they have their quarterback. And Chubba Purdy is a guy that can add that dynamic element. They can add that with his legs. Now, I'm not going to act like there's not red flags here. He didn't win the job at Florida State. And there, there are certain, you know, issues relating to why he didn't. The shoulder injury his freshman year. This year, you know, Jordan Travis just turned up the heat. Let's be real on that. Jordan Travis played at a high level down the stretch. And Purdy just couldn't win it as a result. But I think Purdy is a guy that you saw kind of misused in that offense down there in Tallahassee. He was more of a rhythm thrower. He was more of an RPO thrower. Would throw quick kind of curls and hitches. Would throw quick slants. And while that is something he can do in kind of a West Coast style scheme, this dude clearly, watch his high school tape, watch some tape of him just overall. This dude can sling the rock and can certainly push the football down the field. Now, He's more in the, I think he's in that kind of same vein as uh, Pickett in that you see that the ability to grow, the potential. He's a bit of an unknown, though. And again, you have to take into account that he did not win that job at Florida State. Even though he is that four-star recruit, he did not win the job there. So what's going to go on here is he's not a slam dunk to win this job either, Pitt. Let's be real here. Like, let's be completely real here. Chubba Purdy coming to Pitt does not mean he is a slam dunk to win the job. He's going to have to compete with Davis Bevel. He's going to have to compete with Nick Patty. He's going to have to compete with Nate Yarnell. He's going to have to compete with Joey Yellen. Again, I expect one of those guys, maybe even two of them, to transfer out if Purdy gets on and signs on. But there is going to be a process here, and Purdy is not promised anything here. He's brought in his competition. He's not brought in as a promised child that this guy's going to start. And they want a young quarterback. I'm pretty certain they want a young quarterback that can give them more years of eligibility. That's why they're not going after an experienced guy like a Slovis, for example. A guy like Bo Nix. You know, someone like that. 
It's why I don't think they're going to go target those types of guys and that they will target a guy like Purdy. I think there's other guys they could target Cameron Ward, the University of um, Incarnate Word uh, transfer, who's already racked up a few offers from like Ole Miss, Indiana, um, and a few other teams as well here. So th there's other targets I think that pick and target, but I think Chubba Purdy is the guy they want because of his athletic skill set, because of his arm talent, because of the obvious pedigree and potential. The brother of Brock Purdy, he comes from a football family, so you know he's ingrained in that lifestyle. He's ingrained in the type of football work ethic that you need to be a successful quarterback at this level. That's the type of thing that you know about Chubb Purdy, and you can see, and you can see, especially if Pitt goes to a, an offense like Brennan Marion's, for example, it's absolutely a beautiful fit in the go-go offense, but even if you keep a Mark Whipple-esque offense and a pro offense, or you go to a spread offense, he fits most of those. He's a dynamic type of player that can transcend schemes in a lot of ways and fit a lot of different schemes because of his legs and his ability to extend plays outside the pocket and kind of change what he can do. And so he's a guy that I think has potential. Again, I think he's not a finished product by any means, and he will need growth. He will need a quarterback coach that can nurture that potential and turn it into real success. But that's going to be Pat Narduzzi's job to hire that offense coordinator, to hire that QB's coach that can turn Purdy into that guy, that can turn Purdy into the guy that Pickett was or the guy that Purdy can be and, and really realize that potential or turn Nick Patty into that or turn Davis Bevel into that. They need to find that guy, and that's obviously going to be one of the main jobs of Narduzzi this offseason is finding that guy, but I think Purdy is their guy completely, all the way, 100%. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about Mumfield and kind of who else Pitt could look at or where else they need to look at on the transfer market. However, folks, first, I want to let you know about BetOnline.ag because BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. Again, that's our promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Bowl season is here, Pitt fans. I've been telling you about prize picks, and if you still haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to college football action, prize picks makes college basketball even more exciting. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy, and they are a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world, and they offer all the star players of the Power Five, as well as the mid-major players you may have never even heard of. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of. In basketball, you can play points, rebounds, assists, three-pointers made, and more. So, folks, all you have to do to use our promo code, you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 if you use our promo code Locked On. Again, then you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 if you just use our promo code Locked on. So you can pick two to five players and over under and then projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. Just you versus those projected numbers. And they allow mixed sport entries as well as you see fit. They also offer safe and fast withdrawals if you need that. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code locked on or go to your app store today and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. 
right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. And we are going to talk about Pitt transfer, of course, Kanata Mumfield. However, folks, make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis, the most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. Make sure to check it out. I'll be doing a Peach Bowl preview there with John Sheehan of Locked On Spartans over there at Michigan State as well. So I will be there. Make sure to check it out. We'll talk about the Peach Bowl and obviously a little bit more Kenny Pickett and all of that good stuff. However, folks, today we aren't talking about Kenny Pickett and we aren't talking about really the current team too much. We're talking about people that could join the 2022 squad and as Pitt tries to build this unit up and really build it completely out and even better than where it has been. We are trying to see who they can get, but Kanana Mumfield is a guy that's very interesting, and I, I think out of Akron, you know, a freshman All-American, a guy that has really good pedigree, of course only a two-star, but he's one of those gems that you really hope Pitt can maybe get in, because this dude, this dude has something to him, and Mumfield is a guy that would take a receiving core that is pretty solid already, and they're going to be solid next year really regardless. But they're going to be probably losing a few pieces. Taysir Mack is going to be gone, for example. You know, Shockey Jacques Louis might not return. Melky Stovall is gone. Trey Tipton is gone. So you're going to be losing those guys. And while you have some young players... Obviously, and Addison's coming back. Jared Wayne is very good. Jaden Bradley shown a lot this year. Jalen Barton felt like he was starting to really come on and into his own as the year progressed before he got hurt. But they don't really have a ton behind them. And here's the thing. They're bringing in Addison Copeland. They're bringing in Shane Nwakuko. But they still have to know. They don't know if they're going to get Camden Brown. We'll see about that. That's going to be the big recruit to watch, I think, on Wednesday. We'll see if they can get Camden Brown. If they can, that'll be huge. I think he'll actually play next year if they can get him. Um, but but Mumfield is a guy that could immediately step into the top three of the rotation. And really, Pitt could not miss a beat with Addison, Wayne, and this dude. Because this dude has just about everything you want in terms of the next level replacement for a guy like Taysier Mack. And he's that type of dude. He can be a big play threat down the field. He can be a contested catch guy. He can be the guy that stretches the field and teams have to worry about because he is that dude down the field. And I think that's been the big thing with Taysier Mack overall his whole career. He's been that type of guy. A guy that can win downfield, can win contested catches. He's been a guy that can win jump balls. That's what Mumfield can be too, but the guy can separate as well. He's pretty fast. Kanata Mumfield can scoot. And, and Mumfield's a guy that still has rough edges to his game, but he's raw talent too. He's got real downfield ability. He's got real ability to stretch the field. And he's a guy that has, honestly, very, very, very good traits to become a strong route runner. He's only a freshman. And yet he's a dude that was saucing real good corners this year. He was a guy that was consistently open. Akron's QB play was terrible. It really left him out to dry. But he's a guy that would be huge. Now, he's a little less certain than Purdy. I think Pitt ends up getting Purdy, but Mumfield, this is a guy that has visited three schools, uh, Pitt, Louisville, and Vanderbilt. So, not necessarily 
a slam dunk. Obviously, he's searching in, in different areas, but I think out of those, you know, I think the most appealing offenses are Louisville and Pitt. Um, pretty, pretty significantly. Because you're either joining Mike Malik Cunningham at, at Louisville, which is also plenty enough intriguing, I think, to a lot of players, or you're joining a Pitt team with loaded skill set already and, and skill players, and you can be just another feather in their cap. So Mumfield can do great things, I think, for a stock of Pitt. I think Pitt is hoping they can get him. Even if they get Camden Brown, I think they'll take Mumfield. So this is a team that they really want him, and he's a good player, man. He's he's a guy that's got good quickness. He's got good explosiveness, and now his breaks. He's a solid player already, freshman All-American, big-time expectations if he does come, but he can make this receiving core that's already dangerous even more dangerous. So don't be surprised if they get him and he comes up big for for this team and could potentially have a big year. You know, there's also, I think, other interesting areas that Pitt could explore in the portal. And they're exploring the quarterback route. They're exploring the wide receiver route. Well, the other obvious route that they should explore is the linebacker route because, boy, do they need a linebacker. And they're losing Phil Campbell. They're losing Chase Pine. They're losing John Patrician. They might lose Cam Bright. We don't know that for certain, but they lost Wendell Davis. They brought, like, lost Leslie Smith. A.J. Roberts left the program. They lost all these guys that have transferred out. And they're left with a, a pretty thin unit, I mean, to be quite honest with you. Right now, you're looking at Bengali Kamar at the money, Voss at the mic, Solomon DeShields at the star, probably starting behind them. You got Brandon George at Mike at money. You probably have Henningham or one of those guys. Uh, you also have Preston Levant. You have Kyle Lewis and you have Marquand Pope. Uh, so it, it's a really thin unit. It's a unit that needs infusion. Now, I don't know if, you know, they have a plan to maybe move a guy there, whether that's, you know, I know Naquan Brown's been talked about to move there. I know that maybe... They can move a, they've moved safeties down in the past, but when you really look at the roster, there's no real safety. Maybe Rashad Battle, he's obviously big enough to do it. He'd need to bulk up, but Battle certainly has the size to do it. But the transfer portal for a linebacker, I think, makes sense too. I think hitting the portal, getting a linebacker in here, a Kylan Johnson-esque transfer, a Patrician-esque transfer, they haven't been shy about attacking that area. I also think another one, maybe an offensive lineman, depending on who they lose, you know, it seems Drexel's going to come back, but does Marcus Minor return? Does Carter Warren return? What about Gabe Hoy? Like, who returns on that unit? It kind of depends. They could search in the offensive line as well for a transfer, but I think linebacker is the obvious other one. And I think they should really attack the linebacking core in the transfer port. I don't think they need another recruit there. I think Lewis and Pope are fine as the two guys, but they really, really need another transfer, I think, there just to fill some snaps and, and maybe bring some leadership if they can't get Cam Bright back. If Bright comes back, he'll act as that transfer in that in that void, and, and he'll be the cog in that void. So they won't need a transfer there, and I'm certain that may be the holdup and maybe what they're waiting for. Maybe they don't even know if Cam Bright's going to come back or not, but if he doesn't come back, they need someone from the transfer pool to come in, help this team, and help fill that void because it's a young team but you'd rather ease the Shields in. You'd rather ease Henningham into those rules. You'd rather ease them right there rather than just throwing them into the fire and hoping everything's good because Pitt has played six, seven linebackers at times throughout this year. And if they want to keep that rotation up, they're going to need another guy there in the linebacker room. Okay, folks, let's talk a little bit about Pitt men's basketball. What in the world is going on 
with this team. Can Jeff Capel even right the ship? We'll talk about it. But first, I want to let you know about Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar for the, or the perfect gift package for $99.99. You'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code COLLEGE, you'll also get an additional 8 Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order we've heard all the reports about shortages and shipping delays so don't wait order the perfect gift package today at omaha steaks and you'll get a free eight burgers when when ordering that code college so achieve gifting greatness with omaha steaks incredible flavor incredible flavor incredible value and 100 guaranteed omahasteaks.com keyword college To the Locked On Pit Podcast, folks. We're talking a little bit about pit basketball here in this program and what in the world they can do. We talked about it yesterday, the offensive issues, man. There's just no identity to this offense at all. And the talent overall in this group, man, it's just not there. And when you're actively getting outplayed, and quite frankly, there's more talent on Monmouth and UMBC and the Citadel, those teams, and you're getting outplayed like that, like little toddlers, it's tough to watch. It's brutal to watch because this team, man, wow. This team at the basic level just doesn't have the talent. And this is another thing I kind of just want to, you know, hit on, you know, the Capel recruiting strategy. You know, when we're talking about can Jeff Capel come back in 2022, and we are saying what constitutes to give him another year? I think there was a vision coming into this year that, okay, Capel gets an opportunity to reinvigorate this team to, to do another chance at a rebuild. You know, he's got a few pieces with Hughley, Odu Cali, a few of these guys that can be pieces for the future. Jeffress, you know, you feel like you have that. Horton still has another two years. You know, Nike brings the, the nice, good old leadership to the room, you can at least factor some things into this team and say, okay, here's what we can do, here's what we can change, this is overall what we bring to the table in the ACC, and we will we will get recruits. The issue is, it looked like, the, here's the thing, it looked early, good, like early on, it was good. It looked like that. You know, with Judah Mintz, it really felt like Pitt had momentum in terms of their recruiting strategy. So you get a guy like Mintz on board. It looked like Darren Buchanan was getting ready to commit. It looked like there were a lot of good things coming for Pitt. And overall, it felt like, okay, this is good. Pitt's getting things going. Everyone's going to be good. Pitt's going to have a solid recruiting class. They're going to have guys to build around. They're going to have targets that they can build. And there is a palpable thing for the future. Here's the issue. Capel now has nothing after Mintz decommitted. That was the nail in his coffin. With Judah Mintz decommitting, there is a nail in that coffin. You can just tell. Capel looks tired, man. He doesn't look like he's enjoying his job. And while he will be out there on the recruiting trail, certainly. Nothing just It just doesn't feel like there's a pulse heat right now. It doesn't feel like this team has anything to, to go for in the future. They have... 
Hughley, they have Odukali, and they don't have much else. And that's the issue. That is the biggest issue about this all. If if you looked at Cape and you said, okay, there is plenty to be looking forward to in the future, you know, with Mints, with Buchanan, with, you know, the host of transfers that would come because you have these talented young players and you have a core you're building and you're Jeff Capel and you are a guy that can sell your vision because you just saw this team improve over the year. You have really good recruits coming in. You have really attractive things to come to Pitt. They're an ACC program, all of this. We have new updated facilities in the Pitt. All of it's great. And you can sell that, but the issue comes when you have nothing for the future. And the recruiting strategy doesn't seem to be getting any better. There's no recruiting buzz. It doesn't seem like anyone's coming closer to committing. It doesn't feel like anything's going to happen in terms of recruiting. There doesn't seem to be any traction. Instead, it feels like, to be quite honest with you, it feels like Capel's a lame duck. And now you just have to discuss buyout figures and if he's gone and if he's not and if they have the money to pay him off. That's what it honestly feels like right now about him. And can Capel actually make it? And can he actually make it to the end of the year and all of that? And I think that's the biggest thing here. You know, it's, it's going to be tough. You want to see him improve over the year. The, this is an easy group of guys to root for, in my opinion. You know, they fight a lot. They're scrappy. Uh, they're fighting up to teams, you know, even Virginia and Minnesota. And they're they're playing teams like that. And, and they're, quite frankly, almost beating them and getting big wins in the Power 5, it, you know, over Power 5 teams. But... You can just tell they're, they're talent efficient and, and everything's just falling apart here and there's nothing for the future. And I think that's what Capel is undoing right now, ultimately, is on a grand scheme. All right, folks, tomorrow we're going to try and talk about the recruits. We're going to talk about some things Pitt could look forward to on National Signing Day. However, folks, before we get out of here, I want to let you know about Locked on Bets. Make your second listen every day, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Free and available on all platforms. Make sure to check it out. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. And as always, hail to Pitt.